This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's been great to see him over the last week or two looking like... um, an Aston Villa player again, rather than a recovering injured player. Um, you know, he, and I've said before, he, he's had probably one of the most significant injuries I've seen in a, in a professional footballer. So the strength of character to come back from that, the personality, especially, especially during a pandemic when we can't arrange the, the number of games that you would normally get for somebody to come back, has just shown his strength of character. And um, he's a really likeable player around the place. And, um, you know, for him to 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 come on and almost score the winner, he had a header in the, in the last uh, the last minute as well. Um, you know, just gives him and the whole squad a boost. He's not ready for the start. He's only played 45 minutes of football, really. Um, you know, he's played a couple of under 23 games, uh, and we've been building up gradually. But I'd just seen a gradual improvement in him in, in training, and felt that you know he could be ready to do 15 minutes for us at the end of a game. <laughs> Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. This is the Something for the Weekend session. I'm David Michael, the editor of MyOldManSaid.com. Joining me to catch up on the Villa Week as we uh, enter a weekend that serves up Villa's first clash against Everton this season. Mr. Chris Bird, welcome. Hello, mate. Hey, David. Not too bad. We don't need to talk because uh, we actually met in person last night at the Digbeth Diner. It was Hockley Diner, wasn't it? Yeah, free uh, advertising there for Digbeth Diner. Good night uh, ensued. Mystery guest joined us as well. Joined us from the basement. We can't we can't uh, disclose names. Anyway, uh, this is uh, the Short Sharp Show. If you want to listen to the... Uh, and we highly recommend it. If you want to listen to the main show, it's uh, episode 145. To get the full My Own Man Said experience. So uh, it's the show that's immediately before this one. Right, the only way we know how to start these Something for the Weekend shows is to uh, do the Villa Minute in which we uh, try to cram 
what's happened in the Villa week in 60 seconds. Do you want me to get the stopwatch and count you in? I think you should. Ready? Yep. Three, two, one, go. In a week that Villa released their annual accounts, Villa fans were hoping for better attacking dividends on the pitch against as good as relegated baggies. Villa put in a much improved first half display in one of the more entertaining games of recent months. After a plethora of chances for both sides go begging, the sides need two soft penalties to trouble the scoreboard. Villa's weekly brain fart occurs just after half-time as Albion get a lucky break to make it 2-1 after a conza slip and bad luck for Mings. Cue Villa's Greek chorus of coaches discussing for half an hour whether they should make a substitution. Martinez keeps Villa in the game while they make up their minds. Finally, Davis and Ramsey enter the fray. Just as the game is petering out like our season, Keenan Davis pops up in stoppage time with his first Premier League goal to rescue it. Wesley almost crowns his return with a winner. It's academic though, as the nail has already been hammered into the Albion relegation coffin. Meanwhile, Villa's women's team relegation fate will go down to the wire after conceding consecutive injury time equalisers against their relegation rivals. No such problems though for Villa's youth as they go goal crazy again, wiping out the tune 6-1 as they march into the FA Youth Cup semi-finals. Matty Target is rewarded for turning into a legit left back with a new contract that could keep him at Villa Park till 2025. All right, all right, all right, all right. What about Neil Taylor, though? Where's his contract? Where's his extended contract? His is running out. In the shredder. Target had a couple of years left, didn't he? They should have sorted out Taylor first. Disgraceful, disgraceful. It's all about the money. (laughs) Seriously uh, speaking, though, uh, Target is... As, as we just said there, legit left-back now. I think I think we mentioned it in the last show. If you were talking about most improved player this season... It has to be him. Cons is in the conversation, but I think he improved uh, in Project Restart. Him and Louise yeah, would, yeah, yeah. You know, played really well. Cons has continued what he'd already done. Yeah, Target, uh, we got cash in to upgrade the right-back position. And there were still calls. People were always saying, I think we need another left-back as well. But uh, I think Target is uh, that good now, especially his defensive side of his game. Uh, That's the main improvement. I mean, his tackling is uh, is on on another level now. And his decision-making's better. I I think he... He's he's much tidier playing out from the back. He's got yeah. a little bit more bite in the tackle, I think, as well. He's, he's certainly more aggressive. I think Dean Smith's brought that out of him. Yeah, and his his timing on his tackles is great. I yeah. mean, that's the main improvement. I mean, attacking wise, he he was you know he was breaking the line and playing well uh, off Grealish as yeah. well. And uh, you know that that was just a relationship that just needed to develop more. So it became a bit more telepathic, which obviously injuries to Grealish has uh, waylaid. But uh, yeah, it's uh, I mean it's it's just locking down players and keeping them happy as we uh, continually try to uh, progress. Moving on to uh, the, uh, Dean Smith's uh, press conference that uh, he did earlier on in the day. Main discussion point. I mean, he obviously discussed uh, Target's uh, new contract. I mean, in terms of injury news, let's get that out of the way first. Uh, I mean, obviously, they always ask about Jack. And uh, he had another scan, it seems, which came, in Smith's words, came back positive. So we're gradually started to load him this week. He won't be he won't be available this week, but the loading process has started, which we're all a little bit tentative, obviously, because of what happened last time. So there's a softly, softly approach with him. He's not coming back anytime soon, is he? <laughs> I, would, I would. You'd think it'd be at least a couple more weeks. Second half of May, I think, just to wave the season goodbye. You might maybe see him against Palace or Tottenham. Maybe yeah. you might get a couple of games in. I don't think they'll take any risks, though. I think when they, you know, they took the stance that he'll be ready for the Euros, and he might be ready for the Euros, but I don't think we'll be seeing much of him. And then you've got to get him up to speed, remember. It's not like you're just going to drop him in the team and he'll go straight away. Yeah. 
it's uh it's i don't think this is a week to week thing it's like uh you know take a take a week off or two weeks off uh, before you start worrying about uh yeah the grealish i mean the main thing that came out of that press conference in terms of injury was uh the morgan sanson uh, injury which hadn't really been mentioned the extent of uh, his knee injury uh smith said i don't expect that to be too long which could mean he's out for a couple of seasons <laughs> in <Yeah. knowing> smith. <laughs> but uh i mean I'd, what does that mean out too long does that mean he's going to be back by the end of the season i mean in terms of him I, i'm not really concerned i'm about kind of him. apathetic about that one anyway he really. needs uh he needs a pre-season and uh he needs to start, start from scratch next season really fitness wise definitely intensity wise i mean i don't know what his sort of personal situations but I, you wonder if he's even settled in the area yet he might still be living out of a hotel well it's the whole covid thing so i'm, I'm sure they got him a flat but yeah. uh so hopefully uh, the restrictions have lightened a bit uh, by the time next season starts. So uh, we, we will see. Uh, the other things that you know, of course, Trezeguet's got a long-term injury. I don't, I don't know if that's even a conversation. Probably not yet. And of course, in terms of uh, returning personnel, uh, Matty Cash is back. It's, yeah, it's good to see that uh, Smith's mentioned two silly yellow cards uh, mm-hmm. just to remind, just to remind him, put him in his place. A uh, bit of uh, reflection, actually, in the rest of the press conference when he was talking about, I think, the line of question and is, you know, what's the motivation now, really? Uh, the the kind of underlining theme. And he's, he's discussing, ad- addressing the elephant in the room, which is, you know, the poor results of 2021, which have pretty much dragged the season down a bit from its very positive start. Uh, he said, the players understand what there's to play for. Our, result, our results haven't probably been what they were in the first half of the season. Well, never mind, probably. We understand that. Some of the performance certainly haven't either, but there's not been a drop-off in effort from the players. I can guarantee that. The game against West Bromwich Albion, I was pleased with the performance. That's the most touches we've had in the opposition box since we got promoted, which just tells you that we were a very offensive thinking team that day. Unfortunately, a couple of personal errors cost us the win. Uh, I mean, in terms of the Baggies game, I thought when we got that first penalty, I thought ah, this this will kind of shake off our inhibition now and we can go from taking the lead and win this game. If we get a score and second goal early enough that should hopefully break the Albion's back after what Leicester uh, you know the Leicester result but uh, didn't quite go that way Al- I mean, Albion had a bit of fight in them didn't they I thought I thought both yeah. teams played really well in the first half and I think the, the the timing of Albion's goal it just knocked the stuffing out of us a little bit and I, and I obviously dented our already pretty fragile confidence and you could see that um Albion sense blood, but then we discussed it in the you know, the main pod. But and th- but then they retreated. It almost like they got nervous, retreated to the eighteen yard line, and they kind of let Villa off the hook a little bit. And then Villa, yeah. who still have good players who can hurt you, went, "Oh, brilliant, nice one." And then you saw Villa sort of go back through the gears a little bit, yeah. and got up ahead of steam, and the goal was was kind of coming. It wasn't like we were laying siege, but we'd hit the post, we'd missed a few chances. You thought we'll get another one here, and we did. Yeah, I think uh, if the changes are made a little bit earlier, then you potentially set up what happened against Fulham in terms of flipping the result yeah, and actually so. actually winning that game. Yeah, because... we said in the main show, didn't we? If, if, if that game goes on another five minutes, we go on and win. Yeah. Smith also admitted uh, in terms of the season overall, it was a, a mixture of delight and frustration. Delighted Which is fair. with. Yeah, delighted with how we've played at times this season, which I think we've said it. We, you've seen the spectrum of what we can do now, mm-hmm. which is potentially beat any team when we're at full strength, but also frustration that when a few 
of our key players come out, we haven't managed to sustain the results. Defensively, I think we've been great all season. I just feel we've dropped off offensively and that's something we obviously need to improve upon. I think, yeah, it's just having somebody who will uh, shoulder responsibility, I think, in terms of our offensive uh, offerings. Yeah, we've said it weekly, haven't we? It's that player that will take the game by the scruff of the neck when either Jack's not on the field as he isn't now or if Jack's marked out of the game. And, you know, like Watkins needs to be more of a... He's almost like a, somebody who's kind of silent that you need to worry about. He needs to be more of mm-hmm. a, uh, a focus, if you know what I mean. And that, that's the thing we've said in terms of characters on the pitch. You've got Mings barking orders everywhere. But in terms of the rest of uh, the team, it's there's a, there's a nice, nice, quiet bunch vibe about them, uh, it's certainly when they're playing. I mean, McGinn is, is more often than not the personality who you think could do it. But he kind of his form just hasn't been quite there. And then Barkley yeah. was the obvious one who would take a game by the scruff of the neck and hasn't, but... Yeah, a few players guilty of retreating in their shells. Yeah, whereas I think actually that the back four and keeper have actually been very consistent, haven't they? Really through the season there, bar the odd individual error, they've as a unit, they've really been the, the shining light of the season, I would say. Yeah, uh, looking at the league finish, Smith said, I think for me it's obviously top 10, which I think it has to be the goal here. Yeah, I mean, it has to tough be. Tough fixtures, but if you want to put a line under this season and say, yeah, positive, it needs to be top half really. Yeah. It's something we are aiming to do anyway, said Smith. We weren't satisfied with finishing 17th last season. There had to be progress shown this season there, and there has been. After a really good first half of the season, our results haven't been anywhere near as consistent and we want to finish the season well and we usually do. Well, finishing the season well is actually, we're in that area now that... uh, they need to crank it up. Yeah, if you're going to put that marker down, now's the time. Uh, just quickly, Everton, I think this is a fixture we would have looked forward to right at the start of the season when Everton were top and Villa were second around the after the fifth game. Yeah, it would have been a really good game on paper. <laughs> now it looks like two teams who've kind of petered out a little bit. Everton fans are equally frustrated as Villa fans at the moment. I just think their expectation was a little bit higher. Oh yeah, completely. I mean, you know, getting Rodriguez in and uh, and this was like real Angelotti's uh, throw of the dice to uh, crank it up. I mean, they spent a bit of cash, didn't they? They, they did. I think they're the only uh, Premier League team in the last five years have spent more than us. It, well, in terms of their owners putting money in. Yeah. So it's obvious what Everton are trying to do and they're trying to crack that uh, top four. I mean, it's bizarre that our first game against them is in May. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's uh, let's uh, get out of here. Any uh, any final words or anything? I mean, we we put out the last podcast pretty much only a couple of days ago, so it's uh, as fresh as a daisy. You've got plenty to get stuck into this weekend ahead of Everton. So there's nothing really uh, that needs to be added on top of that. Uh, in the meantime, uh, do follow the podcast on uh, Twitter. It's got its own address, my old man said which uh, I got after I set up the uh, initial address. So uh, follow that. Also follow uh, the show on uh, Apple, Spotify, etc. And also uh, become a My Own Man Said patron. Go to myownmansaid.com to uh, access our little private club, Match Club, that meets on match days and also to get extra podcasts as well. Right, thank you very much for listening to something for the weekend and we will join you uh, in the main show uh, at the start of next week. Until then, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from him. Goodbye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.